Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Featherfall Tabletop. We got something new going on tonight. Holy cow. But before we get there, let me get through uh, some housekeeping stuff, and then we'll, we'll introduce the, the special guest we had at our, at our table tonight. Um, this is Featherfall Tabletop. You can find us here on Twitch, in podcast land, on most platforms, and YouTube. And I will say, if you are listening to, to this playthrough on podcast land, you might want to switch over to YouTube as it will be very visual. We're going to be sharing some of the fantastic artwork and card sets that are available for this game. And we'll get into what that game is in just a second. But first, we have a couple sponsors. One of those is Found Familiar Coffee. Um, you can check them out. Use code FEATHERFALL at checkout to get yourself a 10% off and save yourself a little bit of cash and get some excellent coffee. Uh, great people in the community. Uh, they are uh, always helping out and, and being a great uh, a pillar in the tabletop community. Also, we have Skull Splitter Dice. Uh, their link can be found down below, and I'm pretty sure Robo's going to post it in the chat here in just a second. <laughs> there it is. Uh, you can check that out and use code FEATHERFALL for 10% off all their dice. They just released a, uh, ooh, what was it? It was, like a, it was like a blood red $5 set. I think it was watermelon. It might have been called watermelon something. I can't remember. Um, and they just released their uh, Tortle playthrough, like how to play a Tortle. They're doing uh, all the races and, and classes and uh, playthroughs. Not playthroughs, but just how-to. Um, so they just released that one. So you can check that out on their website as well. That's it. That's housekeeping. Wow. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night <laughs> tomorrow night is our finale of Wild Mount. Uh, join us there as we wrap up that 15-episode arc. That's It's winding down. Uh, it's going to hit the fan. And then after that, we have Descent to Avernus starting here in a week or two on Wednesday nights. I'm excited about that one as well. I will be playing a Tortle in there, so I think it's good timing with uh, Skull Splitter releasing their how-to. Maybe I'll have my, my act together. <laughs> anyway, uh, let, let's let's introduce the special guest here. We have Matthew here from uh, uh, Meryl Morph Games, and he is letting us play his uh, their their Kickstarter of you know Atma. Oh, <laughs> you know, I forgot the dang name. I didn't write it down. I wrote everything else down. Uh, this is Atma, a role playing card game. Uh, I just scrolled up to the the fantastic PDF handout that uh, you gave us. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but this is Matthew, um, and they currently have a Kickstarter that is in the late pledge stage of it, so you can still uh, get this game uh, and be one of the first. So, Matthew, uh, I'll, I'll kind of hand it over to you. Is there anything you want to tell us about the game, about what we're going to be doing tonight? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so, yeah, this is Atma. It's a card-based role-playing game meant to be really easy to learn, really easy to run. Um, not much prep for the GM and obviously very visual. So if you like some art with your role playing um, and yeah, you'll see as we go. Yeah. And uh, you are the artist of all this. So uh, that's awesome. And we're happy to have you. Uh, yeah. And thank you for uh, reaching out to us and, and allowing us to get this playthrough. In. And I will say bad link robo. Um, I don't know if the, the Kickstarter link is wrong in there. Late from pledging tagged itself into <laughs> the link. So, okay. If you just pull the word oh, later, okay. Oh, yeah, I see what happened. Okay, we'll get that proper <laughs> link in there. Um, and it'll also be in the description box on YouTube and uh, podcast line. But like I said, if you're in podcast, come on over to uh, YouTube and better yet, come check us out on Twitch. Um, 
come at us live. And um, just anyway, remind, uh, remind you, this is a sponsored playthrough. You, you told me not yes, to let you this, forget that. <laughs> I, I did. I didn't. I didn't write it down. Um, this is a sponsored playthrough. So uh, again, we we thank you very much for that. Um, so there we are. That's that's it. That's the intros. And I will say, yes, the GM prep is pretty light. Uh, I spent probably 15 minutes kind of uh, looking over some of the cards here that are going to come out. And, you know, uh, it it allows me to improv and allows, you know, just the uh, creative freedom. So I think that's pretty cool. So I'm going to start by reading the intro to the world, and then we'll get into um, our backdrop and story. So, welcome to a world near our own. History changed with the discovery of Atma, a volcanic material that empowers the living and entwines the dying. Machines have since evolved true artificial intelligence, though they remain shackled to specific routines, while Earth's many satellite moons have cracked open to reveal an inquisitive alien race. Nations have contracted, have contracted in these turbulent times, and the result is a tenuous peace across the map. It is the restless zones, the cracks in the map between nations, where trouble stirs. Those who dwell here can rely on no one for aid, except you. You are a skilled adventurer, ready to test your limits against the world's dangerous frontiers. You won't be alone. Other heroes have answered the call. Learn to depend on each other and your creativity in the face of the unknown. The sky is getting darker. Awesome little intro there. And we are playing um well let me let me do the the share right that shows to everybody so you should see this on your screen uh and we are playing in taiwu rig in the pan-asian compact and so the pan-asian compact's taiwu research platform floats in the river sea built to study an atma maelstrom over the drowned city of, of shanbei hopefully i'm saying that one right its scientists examined atma's effects on seawater gravity and even the newborn ghosts who coalesce with the storm. Their research uncovered new life forms and new weapons. The roving pirates of Ohlonga Armada, again, hopefully I said that right, raided the rig for armaments, triggering an explosion that left the Taiwu in ruins. Now it circles the maelstrom's rim as warring factions plunder its wreckage. So that is our backdrop. That's where the kind of the, our story is going to take place. Now let's go to our story. Uh, Intersect Raid. Taiwu's destruction was an international incident, and a response has been in the works for years, for a year. Intersect, a global peacekeeping initiative, is airdropping agents onto the rig to reclaim it and its research. Given the sheer number of players battling for Taiwu, the agents are outmanned and outgunned. They've reached out for your help, but locating them in the twisted ruins will be a difficult and dangerous task. And with the story card, we get our main goal for our session tonight. And your main goal is to help the undercover agent retake the rig. Help the undercover agent retake the rig. And that's where we are. So this is where we will begin to uh, let the players um, introduce themselves, their characters, and, and why they are here. Um, maybe ties they have with each other and, and kind of build a, a background with each other. So. We will start in uh, the top left on the Twitch screen uh, with Bob. One, one thing I do want to point out is, so you're seeing the digital version of all of this. If you go to the Kickstarter, you actually get like the tarot card version of these. And 
oh my gosh, I, I want them so bad. Um, but yeah, so I'll start uh, Bell Yaga the Bear. Um, you are a myriad, a choir of souls in a single body, but before that, you were a war bear in the Grigori militia. Uh, when you would suffer harm, you can damage your armor instead. Uh, it can take another hit until you spend a few minutes repairing it. So, it, I mean, uh, my main goal of coming here is uh, really just help where I can and uh, be, be, the, be the support bear for Arctura. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, we will move uh, down below you, Bob, and we'll go with Jason. Uh, who are you playing, and why might you be here on the Taiwu rig? So I am playing Rain Petal. Um, actually, can I share that with you? All that? Yeah, somebody shared it. I, I got it. Okay. Um, I wield an array of guns. Um, I'm a ghost. <laughs> um, and I can shape water into small objects like keys or bullets and infuse one with some special effects. Um, I come with a pistol, rifle, and canteen. Uh, I am a member of the Aspara Battalion, um, which um, is the special task force of the Pan-Asian Compact um, that previously ran Taiwu Rig where we're at. So I've been sent here on a mission to assist um, and help recover the Taiwu Rig. Um, and I tend to be kind of a squad leadery type, so it's quite possible all the rest of you guys are members of the squad. <laughs> As it were, that's been put together. I don't know for sure how your how everyone else's uh, Aspara Battalion or uh, Pan Asian Compact. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Association. You guys feel yeah. Associations, relationships therein lie. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we will slide on over. Uh, Robo, who are you playing, and what are you doing here? Yep, so I'm playing Artura, uh, the Huntress. Uh, so uh, she's a retired pilot uh, who has been hanging out kind of in the restless zone. Uh, but I think she would be here because she was uh, hired to maybe pilot over people to this rig that's in the middle of the water. Uh, and so um, as Bel Yaga had uh, mentioned, we're, we're kind of like traveling and he's been kind of like my muscle and like I, I see him kind of as being like my uh, enforcer, enforcer kind of protector here. Um, and yeah, Artura would be the one that's probably piloting everyone over uh, to this rig to help out with this kind of mission. So. And you have like a familiar, right? Like Riven? Oh, yes. Uh, and so built into her arm, uh, she has a, or not built in, but she has a gauntlet. Uh, the gauntlet's power is that um, I'm able to summon uh, kind of my, my uh, partner. Uh, it's an AI co-pilot named Riven. Uh, and I can send out uh, Riven to do things like uh, distract or maybe to kind of do reconnaissance and fly around. So that's what. Awesome. And I'm, I'm looking, looking at your card and it says on a nine, Minus or is that how is that how you would read that? Yeah, yeah, nine or less. Yeah, nine or less. The GM might add. Riven needs to dock for repairs. <laughs> now, is that dock on your gauntlet? Yeah, and so I imagine it that uh, when Riven is docked, you can't tell that Riven's even there. It looks like a big gauntlet. Like okay. I'm looking at grooves, and so awesome. once uh, Riven kind of powers up, then you can see this bird kind of unfurl and fly out. And yeah, that's awesome. But otherwise, it's like a big power gauntlet before then. Love it. Um, okay, that leads us to uh, Matthew. Uh, last but not least, uh, let us know who you're playing and what you're doing here in uh, on the Taiwu rig. Yes, so I am playing Vishtat. Uh, so I'm actually uh, one of the alien titans that came out of uh, Earth's many moons when they cracked open um, a little while ago. I think there was a, there was a war um, 
but that's all kind of in the past. So I'm sort of a former soldier now trying to make a, a new life. I have some, uh, some weird personal history stuff that maybe I haven't yet shared with the group. Um, and uh, yeah, I have some uh, special abilities, including uh, within me lies a portal to a corrupted singularity, and I can use my spikes uh, to channel its gravity so I can put them into a surface and reorient gravity towards them in the area. So, uh, and I guess, uh, uh, Rain Petal, if you're the squad leader, uh, I'll let you maybe tell me why you would have brought me along, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're definitely kind of the muscly type, like the, say, very special skill set that you have that might come in quite handy on a giant floating boat. <laughs> yeah, putting holes in it. Reorienting gravity. I don't know. think I swim too well. Some, uh, what was the big movie where they were capsized? Um, Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure, Poseidon. yeah. Like... Where you know maybe yeah. Vishnat just is all like, oh nope, gravity's over here, and everything starts floating towards the ceiling on one of the lower decks, and yeah, I love it. All right, so I think um, just knowing that Arctura, you are a pilot. I think we're taking your um, your craft to the rig. You are actually piloting it um, with everybody else loaded inside, um, and you set down on the rig itself. Uh, on the main, uh, you know, landing pad, and I'll share that uh, the story card again. And you see, uh, you do see like ships out and around you that you know there is a fire going off, and there are you don't see any um, other individuals on the on the deck of the ship though. You do see uh, just mo most everything is out and around this um, the rig itself. You are the only ones on um, the 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 landing platform as you come in and set down uh, and you do see one main kind of entry door that w leads uh, away from this this platform and that's where you guys will all start i'll let you guys kind of you know get the get the role play warming up here and uh, figure out what you want to do remember that your main goal is to help the undercover agent retake the rig uh you do not have that undercover agent in your possession at this moment so let that uh let that be what it is uh, Vishtat would like to to walk up to Arctura and uh, shake her hand for the the nice bumpy ride over here and ask what what your craft's name is so that he can thank it as well. <laughs> uh, I, she's gonna pat the machine and be like, uh, "This is my pride and joy, um, the Falcon." There you go. <laughs> um, I've had I've had this ship for years. Um, it's been, done me right. It's done me good. So it's a uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of it, and then I'll just hit it, and then like a little bolt fall off, and I was like, oh, that, that was my time, bolt back, and just kind of screw back in. Yeah. It's my trusty Falcon. Uh, Belyaga, how are, how are you uh, taking this this landing? Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like I kind of do like a combat role out, out of the <laughs> out of the ship, uh, as much as a bear could. It, it kind of looks doesn't look as good as a combat role as you know, like a maybe a trained professional. It looks more like a dog rolling on the ground. Uh, <laughs> but I'm instantly scanning for any enemies, and that that's kind of like Bell Yaga's main directive. Being partnered with Artura is or uh, identify hostiles and then just eliminate them immediately. So that's yep. that's my first initial thing is combat roll, uh, <laughs> and then just look for uh, yep. enemies. 
Um, so, question for the the creator: Is there like a uh, what would be the equivalent of a perception check? Can they make like scanning the area and making that roll? Uh, yeah. So um, there we go. Those are the default moves. So usually, okay. when something doesn't perfect. fall cleanly into something else, you. So I would say probably a realize okay. would be yeah, essentially perfect. that. Yeah. So give me a give me a realize roll, um, Beliaga. Uh, I'm not too smart, so I'm gonna go with calm. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah that's a failure so uh, three and a one plus zero modifier yeah um as you as you roll out of this of the falcon and um earn an extra by letting them succeed nah not yet (laughs) sorry i got a pop-up on the the interface here saying i could let you succeed but not yet um as you roll out you get some like uh a mist of one of the the waves that crashes into the side of the rig kind of splashes up and you get some of that salt water in your eye and you you are having a hard time um, kind of orienting yourself and and you got to get that out of your your eyes. I I feel like where whatever part of me is left as a bear is is like roaring and just like, you know, trying to get whatever that is just to kind of go away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, using like you're roaring but at the same time you're using the back of your your paw so you're not like scratching your eyes out <laughs> smooth smooth like landing it. folks <laughs> yeah uh looking pretty good okay uh rain pedal this is your previous home uh what what are you doing as you're landing uh, uh i try not to laugh at bel yaga's antics as he kind of like tumbles out of down the ramp out of the the craft um and i'm i'm looking uh, i also have a a detailed a coded dossier detailing the mission um is one of the props that has been granted to me mm. um Ooh. so i will kind of be like side-eyeing bell yaga's antics as he rolls out of the aircraft seeing as we didn't see anyone immediately around um and i will kind of be reviewing the dossier to see if there's anything um, that's immediately pertinent to the situation at hand. Okay. Um, um, kind of kind of like doing the whole uh, not really paying attention to everything that's going on around me, but like kind of being slightly aware yeah. that like the bear just rolled out of the thing <laughs> and the giant colossus and the pilot are busy talking to each other and like the ship is falling apart and i'm just trying to ignore like the comedic sense of timing that everything has had and like focus my attentions on this uh this dossier okay yeah and maybe this this should have been done during your flight over but during that flight you were your your head was somewhere else thinking about you know touching uh uh, making contact onto this rig again that you're you're you weren't in the right headspace but once once you've landed once the falcon landed and you know the the comical movements from bell yaga you kind of get in the right headspace and you realize like you got there's work to be done and you flip through this dossier real quick and the first thing that pops out is the entrance the door leading off of this um deck is the living quarters um and that might be you know, a place where someone, you know, might be hanging out. There's, there's some comfort there, even though a lot of the rig is in wreckage or in ruin, it might still be a spot that, you know, somebody might be, you know, posting up and it might be a good place to start. 
Shot would like to ask Arturo real quick. Do you have any like stored food stuffs on the craft? You know, like emergency rations, anything like that. Um, I think uh, yeah, Arturo will respond and be all. Uh, I mean, we have a mess hall like way in the back. It's mainly just a closet, but I call it my mess hall. What's what's like the smallest little like piece of food thing that I could take with me that that would be available? Like a mm. can of beans or something. Yeah, I was gonna say can something. I'm just trying to think of what a good um. <laughs> there you go. We have plenty. Uh, so, we so, have a corn in the back. There's someone <laughs> like to take this can of corn and then pull out a ribbon and put like a nice little bow on it, and say, "Now we have a welcome gift. Now we can go say hello." Yeah, I like how you think, and then I'm gonna give it a, a pat, I guess, on the back. Though. And I, <laughs> and when you say that, I'm gonna be like, "I have a welcome gift of my own," <laughs> and it'll be just the can and kind of like turns. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um. Rain, rain pedal. What were you going? You were saying something when you were muted. Oh, I was just saying. All right, guys. Well, there's our entrance. There should be living quarters on the other side. I don't know if we're expecting friendlies or hostiles, but that's going to be our first first destination. And I'll start slowly walking in that general direction um, towards towards the entrance um, that that was marked in the dossier. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and you you make your way through, and I get a, I get to flip a scene card. So for those of you watching at home, uh, we have three scene cards, and those are going to kind of lay out the uh, the different acts or scenes for our session tonight. And the first session brings us to uh, I will share it uh, to the living quarters. So as you open this up, kind of a um, a stale, almost moldy uh, kind of senses are, are hitting you a, a smell and taste are, are coming into your uh into your senses and you see along the walls here what used to be like uh holographic uh, picture frames or vistas uh lining the walls of these crew quarters uh now they're all dark and littered with broken glass you do see faint glows of atma uh kind of illuminating here and there um uh, that could be the the ghosts that linger in here. You don't. You're not quite sure. Um, but yeah, you walk in and you do see a hallway with different pods that have entrances to uh, the different living quarters. Now, the players might learn that. Is now this is a question for uh, Matthew. Are those things that I can like throw in and, That's as all flavor food for thought? Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. So those are things that I can throw in. Um, I have something that we are going to go with, kind of taken flavor from that but it's going to change it just a little bit but we do have a goal here to get us to the next scene and so one of them you get it you have to do one of the two um and i don't know if you you openly have to pick uh or they just kind of come about in the role play i think we'll, we'll we'll figure out how that goes but one is to soothe someone whose emotional outburst threatens the scene uh maybe <laughs> Bal yaga is gonna lose his mind here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just imagining a bear in like these tight quarters. It would be kind of funny, as well as the titan. <laughs> um, or you can recruit a guide who can lead you through or off the rig, which works very well with the um, with our overall goal, right? Is is to find somebody that can uh, help you out. So, uh, do we see any uh, signs of life or anything laying around? Um, not not readily in the entrance um there are some there is an open pod door to the right and then there are a couple pod doors that are closed to the left um there is some faint glowing that is going on in the the one with the open pod uh but you would have to um come in 
uh, further. Shnot will trundle in a little ways further. Yeah, I'll follow directly behind. I'm holding my can of corn out, <laughs> you know, in welcome fashion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I have played a card. Um, so in this room, as as you get to this first room, you see this, and I'll share it here for everybody. You see this kind of uh, crawling creature that's in a puddle. Half of its lower body is is almost like a T-1000 melted, but the rest is like climbing and climbing out. <clears throat> and in front of it, there is a little um, heart-shaped locket that is sitting on the ground, and you can see him, this 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 being, this ghostial figure that is glowing with Atma, um, trying to reach for it, and his, his hand hits, and it goes through it, and he tries to drag it and pull it towards him, but it, it doesn't. It just sticks there, that uh, that little bit of um, uh, that trinket there, that heart-shaped locket, sticks to the floor, and it's just constantly doing that. It almost looks like he's crawling, but it, it's not. It's, it's very um, specifically hitting on top of that trinket that it's there. And every now and then you hear like, and but its its body movements are so fluid it doesn't make any noise. It's more uh, noises coming from its mouth. Uh, Rain pedal, did, did we uh, your your squad uh, members, your your servants or whatever? Uh, do we know that you used to live here? Like, did you share that personal information with us? I hadn't quite gotten that far, so no, not not yet, but. <laughs> Um, and actually, upon seeing this wraith, that's Rain Petal's first comment, uh, things have definitely gone downhill since I lived here. That is a travesty. Uh, Stout would like to open the can of corn and just, like, helpfully <laughs> pour it into this puddle wraith. <laughs> yeah, so the the corn, like, um, <laughs> the, the bits of corn start to, you know, populate this puddle, and it starts to mix with some of the liquids that are in the can itself, but it's almost like an oil and water. Uh, it's, it's pooling on top all the liquid and water that was in the can itself, and as it's, like, bringing its hand forward and brings it back, it, it disturbs that pool and pushes all that, the water from the can off to the side, and it's looking at you now, um... Excuse, I forgot your name. The the oh, Matthew, yeah. It's looking at you and just <laughs> not making any movement towards you. Seems to be uh, not interested in the corn itself. Um, <laughs> who wouldn't be? It was a good try. Uh, <laughs> Corn's delicious. If you still need to, I, um, I'm 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 wondering if you could make a coerce roll here, though. Like uh, thinking about it, you know, I don't. I don't do want you, your action to. Would be... you like to? Go ahead. Do you want me to treat that corn as a course roll? Yeah, I'm thinking so. I don't want it to be uh, just uh, an empty. Let's give it maybe have some uh, some actions. I'll here. do it with a uh, with sly. Then I'm not very sly, <laughs> and this seems appropriate. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Yeah, We've wasted all of our good rolls, by the way. Yeah, you guys were rolling pre-game, and you were in the green the whole time. Um, I'm gonna let you succeed. I want to earn some here. I think this is a good spot. Um, it does reach and try to scoop up some of that corn, but again, it's like passing through it and not able to do it. One hand is still reaching for the locket, but the other one is trying to scoop up some of that corn and, and bring it in closer to it. It can't quite reach it all, or it can't like manifest itself around it and push it. Uh, some of the, the, the primal wailing has now kind of softened on the edges a little bit, and it does seem to be uh, a more um, at peace, just a little bit. 
Ustat looks back at Arturo and says, we need more corn. <laughs> back um, to the ship. <laughs> well, I think um, Arturo is uh, seeing that this uh, creature is like kind of do something or it's, you know, it's obviously uh, kind of in pain. I was going to ask um, if this is how it works. Can I do like a realize to kind of observe it and see if I can uh, figure out something about it? Like kind of yeah. what his motives are? Is that how it works, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to try to like... Uh, Use my realize or use the ability realize to see if I can kind of uncover anything about it. Yep. And I'm going to use bright, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, bright or calm. <clears throat> oh, there you go. That, that was an eight. Let me uh, let me get back to the rolling chart just so I'm in the right spot. So an eight is a success. You get to narrate what happens here. And, and what you kind of set the scene for me, and I'll fill in where you may be wondering. Uh, but I do earn a token for that. Okay, and so I think uh, the main thing is um, Arturo Artur wants to know kind of what the locket is symbolizing, or uh, I think I would have noticed that the creature is trying to reach for this locket, um, okay. and maybe uh, if I can realize something about why the locket is so important, or something okay. along those lines, maybe uh, that would help to kind of figure out what the motives are of this kind of creature. Yeah, perfect. I like that. I'm going to spend a token here. And as you are kind of like looking in at this, uh, this being on the ground, your eyes fill with a projection. Um, and you see, and everybody else can see the actual, uh, the being change shape and more to what is more humanoid, more um, like living. But uh, sorry, I haven't memorized the names yet. Uh, Arctura, you you're you're you almost go into a movie like like virtual reality, and you see this person um, sitting at a like a uh, a vanity, uh, putting this locket on and clicking it in place, opening it up and looking at it, closing it, tucking it into their shirt, and kind of getting ready for the day. Uh, and then they get up and and as they get up and turn around and and walk towards you in this virtual reality moment. Uh, their visage changes back to this uh, this wraith figure. Um, everybody else, while that's going on, you see that figure change into that same version of the, the woman sitting at a vanity uh, with the locket around their neck. But as soon as it snaps out and, and Arctura, you kind of snap out of it, that locket falls back down onto the deck of this um, in this living quarter. I feel like being experienced as we are, uh, we would have seen similar um, demonstrations happen at times or know about this type of stuff. Um, yeah, or or you've definitely like been prepped on some of the the ghosts and inhabitants of Taiwu Rig before you got here. And I, I think at the at the first change of the the flood wraith into you know the more humanoid figure, I would roar like growl in in a sense. Um, but then that would like the the souls within me would kind of ease that the bear like uh, the bear part that's left of me, and, and just okay, yeah. And maybe your roar is timed with the changing from the the yeah. the living human back to it this uh, this wraith form, and so it's it's almost perfect timing. It kind of snaps them out of it, snaps you out of it. Rain pedal, what are what are you thinking as this is happening? Rain petals frowning. Um, being a ghost herself, um, she kind of knows what this is. Um, this is this is a being that's that's lost its way. It's, it's, 
an angry ghost kind of as it were a stuck ghost um and it doesn't sit too well with her rainfield doesn't remember her own death um okay. she just coalesced here on the rig um and so she's she's seen these creatures before um even when the rig wasn't so desolate uh and a ruin um they they would occasionally coalesce here um something about this maelstrom that the rig is floating around in brings forth the dead as it were uh and so this is it's just sad um to to rain pedal and uh she's gonna say i I don't know that there's a lot we can do for it. Even if even if we find out what it wants, it'll probably be a temporary salve at best. It's likely going to be stuck that way forever. Uh, it's not going to fully cross over, I don't think. Arctura, as you snap out of it and, and Rain Petal is, is delivering this information, you do see that same vanity off uh, in the back of this room. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, um, you know, as we're trying to go for one of these goals, um, maybe the party goal is uh, we try to soothe this wraith. That's kind of the direction I was going to pick one of the goals. I, mean, I know that you don't have to pick one, but it sounds like uh, maybe soothing this wraith is going to help us kind of get through right to the next. Uh, and so you said, I see the vanity uh, mm -hmm. off to the side. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what's the best way to soothe this race, wraith. <laughs> um, uh, is I guess can I examine what's at uh, at the vanity kind of and see what's there? Uh, yeah, on on there you can see you know just the, the basic makings of a uh, of a normal vanity. There's some little makeup compact. There's a there's a hand mirror. There is a bigger mirror. Um, there's a couple drawers on each side. Uh, there is a uh, like a little glass dish that you can see a couple other um, pieces of jewelry in that are just sitting on top there. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if it would help, because um, my thought process is either we give the wraith the locket or we put it back uh, to where it should be, kind of, and it's kind of out of place. Um, you said that the wraith can't touch anything, correct? It's it's just going through everything. Yeah, it seems to be uh, not able to make uh, contact with anything outside of the 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 floor of this room. Okay, so maybe I'll try um, returning the locket back to where it should be in the on the vanity, kind of. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that uh, requires anything, but I'll slowly kind of go towards the locket to take it. Um, and if I'm not stopped, I'll pick it up and then put it. Back okay. Um, yeah. Give me another coerce roll here as, as you're, I think you're trying to persuade it to maybe let off a little bit and try to persuade this wraith to let you in. Um, so let's see how that plays out. Okay. And then course is, let me see. That's either sly or tough. Uh, I am neither sly or tough, but I'm <laughs> super not sly. So I'm going to go with tough. Ooh, that's Ooh. a failure out of six. <laughs> <laughs> I narrate the action. Um, as you come in to reach for this, it does swipe at your hand. You do, it does make, there is this contact with you. It's very, very cold, and it kind of chills up your arm a little bit. Um, how... Matthew, how does damage work in here? Like uh, this, this would be very non-lethal. This is, uh, you know, you're on mute, Matthew. Yeah, uh, you're muted, Matthew. Thank you. Whenever you spend uh, tokens, you can also inflict harm. So, okay. um, if you want to just say the cold hurts them, just like spend a token, they take yep. one harm. Perfect. Yeah. So and, I, um, I I'll... if uh, 
If you view your character card, you can add it to the hearts for the players. Oh no, Robo okay. took a heart. So I will definitely do that with the uh, the Wraith. I'll spend one token. It does do one bit of harm to you, um, but you are able to grab the token itself or the uh, the, the trinket. Okay. What's your reaction to to the harm? Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah, so I think um, since I failed, I'm going to say that I, I didn't think and I actually used my human arm and not my super protected mechanical arm to pick up the um, the necklace. And so like uh, a, a shot of like the, that cold that you were saying that shoots up my arm and I, I almost want to instinctively drop it, but I, I kind of hold on to it and I, I still pull it back and I, I kind of jerk back uh, in a response and go like, oh, like that, that's things kind of thing. So you like shudder because, I mean, I'm gonna like light up my, my cannon. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. I think uh, as I see you then uh, get riled up, and for the sake of the goal, I'm gonna be like, "Come, come, Belyaga, like it's okay, like, don't worry." Um, uh, I don't think it really knows what it's doing, kind of, and and then I'll slowly walk away. It's like, please don't don't fill this uh, area with ice. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that's the equivalent to saying I cast fireball in the room, right? Uh, <laughs> I, light I light up my cannon. I didn't ask how big the room was. Um, <laughs> so Arctura, you're able to get it, and and yeah, um, Belyaga, you you hear Arctura kind of calming you down. I'll let you do what you want with that. Uh, but Arctura, you do have the the trinket, the locket. Yeah, and so um, I'll slowly try to look for like a spot that it should like probably go to, like a, a box or a locket or a jewelry, mm -hmm. and I'll I'll return the item back to kind of the place where it should be to try to calm this uh this creature so that we may maybe pass through kind of. Yeah, as you get closer and actually approach the uh, the vanity, you do see a little uh, hook next to the mirror itself that is empty. Yep, and then I'll I'll slowly place it on there, and I'll I'll the whole time I'll be watching the wraith. Or the ghost, basically, to see okay. how, how it's going to react. Yeah. Uh, as you go over there and you set the chain on there, uh, everybody else probably watching the Wraith as well, you see it almost flatten into a puddle altogether, and that puddle starts to move over, and then it manifests up into the chair that is at the vanity. And now you see this Wraith sitting in the chair, uh, staring at it itself and the, the trinket. And all of its wailing and and kind of primal sounds that were coming out of it at once, or earlier, have have gone. And it's now this calm, um, almost it's it's kind of um, uh, a beautiful sight. Now it's the, the blues and the and the grays that are uh, kind of coming out of the body are almost uh, a, a thing of calm and and welcoming. Where it was this kind of uh, vicious thing sitting on the floor, writhing around. Now it's more at peace. It does see this trinket hanging there, and and it's almost you wonder what it's seeing in the reflection of the mirror, and I I think with that we're gonna call that the goal for the first scene. You have soothed someone whose emotional outburst threatens the scene, uh, and we, we use that wraith as the the someone, um, and you have you have soothed it. So um, uh, Vishdot would like to scoop up the corn off the ground into the can again and set it on the desk just just in case, you know. <laughs> you never know. Snack for later. <laughs> I love it. All right, how's uh, how's everybody else reacting to the to the ending of this scene? Does uh, when it moves, when the the previous puddle relocates, do we now like see? Was it covering anything like a hatch or anything? We didn't uh, notice before. No, it was it was just a a corner in the room um, where it had puddled. Um, 
no real understanding as to why it would have been right there other than maybe that's where the the, the locket was and it was you know trying to get as close to it as it could i'm gonna rain is gonna put a, a hand on the the shoulder of the wraith there um and just kind of lean down and say be be at peace and kind of step step back um and nod solemnly in arctura's general direction um you know having having done something for this ghost is uh, definitely impresses uh rain pedal who spent a lot of time here seeing many of these creatures and not much being done for them in in response to rain pedal uh saying that one of the many souls in in Belyaga will say peace would be nice okay uh so we're gonna move scenes um, as as you kind of uh, are exiting the living quarters. Let's flip over the next scene card. Oh god! I, uh, ooh, I get four tokens for scene two, guys. You're gonna get some stuff. <laughs> um, so Matthew, in our um, in our story card, it says I get to help help the undercover agent retake the rig, and then I get to add a uh, star extra to scene two. Do I have to pay for that, or does that just is that uh, a, a bonus? Uh, it would normally be a bonus if you are trying to find ways to use all your tokens. Feel free to take it, but <laughs> um, it's up to you. Yeah, you would not normally have to pay for it. Okay, so yeah, we'll. Uh, I'm not going to pay for it. So let's share this scene card with you. Um, as you are, are making your way deeper into the rig itself, you're getting more and more to the center of it, um, the Xinxiang core. Deep within the research sector stands a cathedral hall with three glass tanks. This is the temple where you, why you, forge new life, melding man and ghost to create living reactors. Only one remains in its tank, but intruders are trying to replicate you's work. Um, and, and less than an intruder, you see uh, what is our, our undercover agent. And I'll share that as well. You see an intersect detail. Uh, looking very, um, <laughs> there's some eighties colors in there. I like it. Uh, very like cyberpunky. Um, peace is a full-time job for agents of intersect. The only organization allowed to police the restless zones. They have global jurisdiction and expert training, making them the ideal janitors for a mess like Tai Wu armed with Lancer pistols, glass cloaks, and no restraint. They've come to Tai Wu to meet out their brand of justice and you know i i don't know how much of that flavor i'm sticking with i you know i grabbed this card rather quickly um but he is there this person is there kind of peeking around corners looking for things and uh, uh almost looking lost uh as you all are approaching this this core room Stott will obviously look at arctura and say <laughs> i knew that we needed more corn <laughs> <laughs> and then, so can I ask um, whereabouts this uh, detail is inside of the core area? Like close to us, kind of far farther away, and where would he be? Or they? Be? Um, yeah, he's kind of on the other side of this big cathedral room, and, and think like almost literal cathedral, like uh, almost a, a church cathedral. Very big vaulted ceilings, uh, these big pillars with what used to be maybe a walkway up top that has kind of been uh, crumbled within the ruins. And then at the far end, you see that one uh, that one glass tank that still holds one of the uh, the ghosts that are is kind of a living reactor. 
um, still pulsing with power. He is on the other side, kind of rifling through some stuff. hasn't made have, hasn't made eyes at any of you yet, uh, but he's he's over there on the other side. Did my dossier tell me who we were expecting for our agent? Um, you didn't know for sure. Um, they did say it was. I'd like a... to think it was. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I think it would be. I think it would be funny if it was like just completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, you. Um, it, it did say a, a living being, though. Um, not. They didn't have any other uh, record of what or who it might be. Um, upon seeing them, then uh, Rain Petal uh, will have uh, a hand on one of her pistols, uh, not drawn, but still in a hip holster, uh, and will call out, "Identify yourself." Uh, who is it? Who? Identify yourself. <laughs> and you, I and you, first. you see him kind of uh, back up against one of the uh, the, the columns. I'll, uh, I'll move. Bishnot will wave and be like, Bishnot. I was going to say, Same. I'll move between uh, the the agent and uh, Arctura and just like take a full standing position. All right. All right. All right. Same time. We'll introduce it at the same time. Three, two, two one, one. Raid pedal with Espara Battalion. And he he turns around and, and comes out. He's like, I guess we shouldn't have all said it at the same time. Uh, yeah. My name is Pete. I'm with Intersect Detail. Identify yourselves one at a time. We are Belyaga. <laughs> And it'll be like it won't be like the the voice you would imagine a, a giant bear saying, just like a soft, soothing yeah. voice. Uh, oh, a real teddy bear you are. I'm Rain Petal. Uh, this is my team, and I'll introduce Arctura and mm-hmm. Vishtat. Um, Intersect says you're taking too long. <laughs> We're here to assist. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good because we need uh, we need to retake this rig. We need to get control back. You have a plan why for they that? S- Dude, well, I was rummaging around for some food. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was going to make a plan. Yeah. Which thought would like to? He looks confused. He's like, "Who are you trying to retake the rig from?" And he looks around like, "Is there anybody else here?" Yeah, there's pirates all around. You didn't see them on your way in. I haven't come Do across any yet. they look like yet. puddles? <laughs> puddles? I had a dog named Puddles. No, I haven't seen any puddles. So, gameplay question. Sorry to break roleplay. When we switch scenes, do we flip over our second oh, yeah, move? That's, oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah, so you... Uh, good question there. You all have, like, uh, uh, basic move cards, right? That are, uh, like, actions in that you can do, I guess. Am I yeah. right there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, yes. I mean... Uh, I can fix... Yeah, go ahead. I can fix this food problem. <laughs> Brought the farm. Oh, yeah. I would like to uh, I would like to plant my uh, special seeds that I brought with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, wh- where are you pl- planting? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently in seawater. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So yeah, you you <laughs> you pull some seeds out of your bag, out of your satchel, um, 
and you do find a puddle of seawater that the seeds don't readily take um, when you're you're every time you've done this before it's kind of a quick kind of turnaround from um, sowing to would it be sowing to reaping yes um, sure <laughs> and <laughs> yeah just make it happen um, <laughs> uh, and this one's taking a little bit longer it's not like this isn't miracle grow that's on here it's they are starting to sprout but um, you can see like half the seeds maybe maybe uh, wither and die away where you know the other half do actually get up into something but it is taking a while uh, and and Pete says well, what you got there what's that what's, what's that gonna be just wait. It'll be worth it. <laughs> All right. I, in a, in about word, I'll take your word for it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the goal here is to, you know, we've got to kind of root, root out anything in here. I haven't come across anything uh, yet, but uh, my, my detail has just begun. So uh, you're all tagging along with me then, right? Awesome. Sure, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're here to make sure that you get the job done. I was hoping to find someone with a little bit more of a idea of what they needed to do <laughs> to get their job done, but <laughs> oh, we, we get, do have we get, scene goals. We, Pete? Oh yeah, I didn't read the scene goals. Yes, thank you for uh, keeping us on yeah. track here. Uh, that's my bad. I got so excited about Pete in the corner that. <laughs> So your goals for this scene, uh, you can exile the entity before it's forced to absorb a new victim. Or you can create and hook up an alternate power source. Hmm. Which leads us to... Oh. I'm going to I'm gonna play a card here because I have 10 tokens. What's a twist? Um, uh, where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Okay, twist. Let me... Um, boop. Yeah, so I'm playing a twist here. Do I have to pay for that? Does it cost? Yes, it should cost one. Okay. Oh, jeez, I have ten. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to play this. As you are are uh, having this interaction about the seeds growing up and, and figuring out food, and Pete's kind of uh, making his way closer to you, Every any light that is there and that, that glass case power source starts to flicker, 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 flicker quicker, and then all of a sudden just dies out, and it goes all dark here. Your shoe floats up off your foot, then lunges towards your heart. Invisible fairy-like ghosts called Zions possess stray objects nearby, pelting anything that moves with enthusiasm. So I'm playing a poltergeist twist, and maybe this could be the... I mean, both, both goals have now come into play, right? Exile the entity and create a hookup for a power source. So it goes out, and um, I'm going to... I'm going to attack the stat because you you were the loudest, and that's what the card <laughs> says to do. Since you were being very loud with your um, with your planting of seeds and and wishing you had more corn, um, it's going to come in and I you know e explain. Could you explain combat yeah. here real quick? Uh, yeah. So I mean, pretty much you can spend your tokens for you know either moves that extras have or fake ones um, and and basically spend the tokens to deal harm. And uh, if we attack stuff, then we roll and successes deal one harm. Okay. Um, um, this poltergeist does not have hit points. Do so I have I would to say it's up to you how much? 17. Okay. Good luck. 17. <laughs> no, I'll, I'm looking at some of the other extras in the deck. 
I think like two, anywhere from two to four is kind of good. So I'll go with three. It's got, we'll say it has three um, uh, hit points here. Hit I'm points. just imagining like Vistat finally got some big spiky fruit to grow and then it floated up and like jammed him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, so finally one of those, um, those stalks that you have planted starts to bear an ear of corn and the ear of corn detaches itself and floats up and just comes and pokes you in the eye. And then, and then it's, it's almost floating around and going to go poke somebody else. So I will say, I'll spend a token here for you to take one harm as you've been uh, ear of corn to the eye. So that's, corn, I thought we were friends. <laughs> so that's my turn. Um, if if uh, somebody else wants to jump in and um, yeah, what they'd like to do. As soon as things go slightly sideways here uh, and the, the lights go out and we see things floating around, um, I'm going to actually use one of my moves here um, and draw both pistols and lay down suppressive fire um, and try and shoot all of the floating objects <laughs> pretty much out of the air um, okay. while they are there yeah so. by the time by the time you're doing this you see the one ear of corn that is floating away from the stat but you see two more ears of corn come out and are now like float one floating towards uh Belyaga and one towards um, uh, um Artura so I just hit the roll hold on I haven't I haven't rolled dice yet so this is calm plus my roll Calm is two. Oh, it's already got calm at the bottom, so I just need to hit the roll button. Whoa! Ooh. Ooh. So that's a successes are normally uh, two harm when they're crits. Oh wow. dang! Don't tell him that. You're yeah. You get both pistols out, and you're just you take out two ears of corn, just kind of explode, and you see little bits of popcorn now falling down into into the floor. Um, but you get to narrate most of that, so I'll let yeah. I'll let you. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what happens. Is is it's very um, gunslinger style, like just rounds firing off out of both of these pistols, shooting anything that is floating in the air and anything that looks like it might start to come up off the ground, uh, even a little bit, is kind of like the shoot to like make it lay back down on the ground. Um, part of the ability of suppressive fire here, I will I will share this group there, um, is that I can. Um, choose a, an effect, which is to force it to move away. So I would like to, you know, as well as inflicting the damage there from my critical hit, um, I want to get the poltergeist to try and decide that maybe this is not the best place for it to, to be um, and see if I can... I want to try and spook it out of the area just with the barrage of, of gunfire that's knocking down everything that's, you know shoots the ear of corn and then something else starts to float up and then that gets shot down and then something else starts to float up and then that gets shot down. <laughs> um, so kind of a, you know, Hey, I've, I've got all of the bases covered here. Please, you know, not even please leave. Cause anything you try and pick up, I'm, I'm going to knock, knock out of the airs. The, what I'm trying to accomplish okay. here. Perfect. Um, yeah. And you're able to do all of that. Everything, everything you narrated, um, you there is still one ear of corn that is is floating around, and I'll say it's the one going towards uh, um, Belyaga. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna try and since I'm already like standing on on two 
becoming bipedal. Uh, I'm going to try and just swat it out of the air um, <laughs> as best as I can. So I think that would just be a uh, rumble. It would it, When you fight a uh, nearby foe, you roll tough or hasty, and plus seven does harm, otherwise uh, fail. Okay. So we're going to roll. I got plus two tough, so hopefully... Um, hey, that's an eight. That's a success. It's a success. Good. Um, yeah, narr- you get to narrate that action. So you, there is this one floating ear of corn coming towards you as you're up and ready to. Uh, yeah, and I just swat it down, and then as you know, I, I see it's corn. I'm I'm gonna eat it um, <laughs> and just just devour the the cob and everything. It's just yeah. it's gone. <laughs> like in one uh, thing, like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you wish you had butter. And some salt, maybe. Um, but it, yeah, you you do. It's very bland. This corn, um, as it didn't have time maybe to fully uh, germinate, as it was, you know, infested with poltergeist a little too soon. Uh, but yeah, you're able to uh, swat it down and you pin it down to the ground. And then with your other paw, you come in and you grab both ends and just you know you finish it off. Um, meanwhile, you don't see uh, Pete anywhere. This guy. Sorry. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, a few seconds die down and he, he comes back into, into, uh, visibility. Hey, good job. Uh, I would like to gather up all the kernels (laughs) that rain pedal, like blew apart into a big handful and offer it to him. And like, here, you said you were hungry. Oh yeah, I was, uh, uh, is this, this was, uh, infested with some sort of otherworldly being. I don't know if it's safe to eat. Is it? Should be fine. Should be fine. Okay. Um, yeah, he holsters his pistol, takes his shades, kind of puts them on top of his head, takes a bite. It's, uh, you know, again, that bland, <laughs> it's popcorn, uh, so it doesn't have a whole lot of natural flavor. But he's like, yeah, um, you know, could use some some salt, but uh, it's all right. Thank you. Uh, so, what's next? Arturo is going to kind of whisper over to Rain Petal, um, seeing uh, Pete come out of his hiding spot and be like, I think I know why he's taking so long for this mission. <laughs> I do it with Like, he from the battle and he was just kind of hiding. Yeah, I was going to whisper it to Rain Petal. <sighs> I suppose. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Vishnat. Oh, I was. Vishnat was going to come and confer with the boss and say, so, uh, I guess if we need to to retake the rig, maybe we should like try to get the the power systems here back online so we could like get the defenses up or something. I would definitely agree. There's only one problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it's a ghost yeah. reactor. Well, there's a uh... ghost corn. <laughs> <laughs> we have ghost corn. <laughs> I don't think that'll power the reactor, but um, we do need to get the seawall uh, rebooted. That might uh, be number one, uh, getting Taiwu back up and uh, and running. So I think uh, I, I'm remembering now that that was my uh, that was those were my orders. <laughs> you know, you get lost down here, and you know, I totally just remembered. Yeah, stuff seems to fade in and out. Um, I think it's the pressure, some you know, being down deep into this uh, this rig here. But uh, I mean, I could sure use all of your help. 
Who knows what we'll meet down there. You've definitely spent too much time in the core. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we might find some irradiated tomatoes or something floating down there. The stock gets you know? excited. <laughs> oh, tomatoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess um, looking at around the room, uh, is there anything uh, uh, maybe it's a realize or I can uh, kind of look um, anything that's immediately looks like it's unplugged or broken, kind of heading towards that goal of getting this uh, scene kind of working again, like this room. Um, it, that's, I think that's a realize, right? Or, or actually here, let me do this. Uh, I'm going to put my gauntlet out and uh, um, Riven's gonna like arm himself and kind of like transform it a little bit and pop out his things. And I kind of want to send it out to uh, him out to, or I haven't decided. Okay, Riven. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna send Riven out to observe and kind of look at the room to see if okay. maybe there's something that we missed. Okay. Um, and so, what kind of role do you want me to do for that? Um, that, does does Riven have like stats or does it use your stats? It'll be a realized role. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of more like a tool that I can use, right? Uh, okay. Kind of choices. So I'm going to send Riven super high up to kind of surveys, maybe something we didn't see or that we missed, right? Uh, yeah, and I'll survey. Tandem ability. Oh, whoops, yeah. I shared that. I wasn't trying to. I was just looking at it. Yeah, I'd say go ahead and do a, uh, a realized role with, and use your stats if, if uh, Riven doesn't have any. A couple things happen here. You, you find a... Um, a Oops, let me see. Here we go. Sorry, I'm I'm building uh, my deck as I'm as we're playing here. Um, this is fun to play with the whole interactive uh, table here. Uh, as you're as Riven's flying around, you do see there is a main like power switch that seems to be uh, powered down, and then right next to it, you do see what is uh, I'll share here with everybody. Uh, you got a prop. You see uh, an aqua lung collar next to it. Actually, you see you see several of them kind of all hooked up, uh, like on on coat hangers next to that the main power um, on off switch. What looks to be like a, a a closet that has one of the doors open. You can see um, these aqua lungs in there. And uh, yeah, I can. I, I'll read that. Uh, utility divers use these devices to repair trawlers and auto subs. Unfortunately, the collar's design makes it difficult to remove without help. Solo divers find themselves unable to breathe air. They are forced to tread water, hoping an observer will spot and free them. The collar might force you to breathe water <coughs> instead of air, project a holographic map to wrecks, hole damage, or treasure, uh, release voice-altering gases. Ooh. Nice. Wonder if yeah. those uh, voice altering gases would be a good power source. <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you did uh, exile the entity, uh, the the poltergeist. But if oh, you if you yeah, if you want to double up and and find a way to create and hook up an alternate power source, I'm I'll find an I'll find another token or a, not a token, but a. Uh, a prop that I can add in there. When oh, I just realized you can scroll over to more props. And did you know that? So Matthew said this in Discord. You can clear the ones that are already used. Oh, on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can also add a divider and then switch the some of the cards to a new row if you want to not have to scroll. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll get rid of the wraith there. I'll. 
is it is it wise to get rid of scenes? Like we're kind of done with them, right? So yeah, you yeah. shouldn't need them. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that cleaned it up a little bit. Uh, Vishnat would like to look at uh, at the boss and at Pete and say, like, do we can we get to the seawall with this uh, facility in the state it currently is, or yeah, do we need to hook up the alternate power source as well? Oh, you're talking talking to me. <laughs> I mean, you said boss. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. to, to rain pedal and or Pete. Um, yeah, I think you know we probably want all things powered up. Uh, so getting this back on probably be the best, right? Certainly wouldn't hurt. A lot of the doors around here are electronic, so being without power might make getting to anywhere else or even getting back topside difficult. Yeah, I don't know anything about power, so I'll leave that to all of you. This might be a stretch. Uh, is there any chance there's some kind of like backup manual generator, like <laughs> like a big hamster wheel or something that we could run in? Uh, I really want there to be a hamster wheel. It's about the side of a bear, maybe. Yeah, um, there's a bear side <laughs> hamster wheel. Um, <laughs> next to the aqualung cabinet is is that one power switch that is powered down. Um, but next to that, you do see a a uh, a big wheel, a track that is not moving as well. <laughs> We're making it happen. All right. So uh, Vishnat gets too excited to wait for the bear. He would like to curl up into a rocky ball <laughs> and and roll into the wheel and just start spinning as fast as he can. All right. Without knowing if this is a good idea, it's <laughs> a great I wanna, idea. I want to see him do that. I want to go help and just try and like claw the wheel whichever way <laughs> yeah, he's going. Yeah, like every time you put your kids on a uh, merry-go-round, you just as fast <laughs> as you can. Uh, how would you like me to? I assume that would be a roll. What? What? Yeah, do you think that should um, be. Let's. Is that? Let's survive or rumble. I think a rumble. I like rumble for that. Um, and we'll say uh, since. Um, What's his name? <laughs> Bell Yaga is helping out. Uh, I'll, I'll give an extra plus one. So whatever you got plus okay. an extra one. So we may not I'll show do it up. with. Uh, I'll do it with hasty and I'll, I'll add the plus one. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Critical success. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get in and, and you're kind of like teetering back and forth at the bottom of this, starting to see it move. And then Bel Yaga comes in and gives it one, two, and you finally get up to the top, and it almost looks like you're going to fall back down, but you get down and roll. And as soon as it hits its peak and starts to complete that first circle, I just want to flip the switch that's right next to the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Arctura, and, <laughs> Arctura and Rain Pedal, you see that switch almost forcing itself up, but there's not enough movement yet to get it all the way up to be like powered on. So you come over and you kind of help it up. I was going to make you have to roll to flip that switch as it takes some force, but because they got it started, you're able to just, and it gets in. And then, um, uh, the stat, you are almost out of control and I'm going to actually, uh, spend a point here to have you veer off course a little bit. Nice. Um, as I saw that was in your power. Um, even though you succeeded, I'm going to do it anyways. You, it gets going almost too fast for you to control and you do come out and you shatter that other uh that last remaining um glass case that was holding a one of the uh one of the ghost power reactors 
not shutting the power down. It's just now like what the lights that were fully vibrant now kind of fall down just a little bit. Power is still restored, just not up to like what would be a full, full power. More of a flavor thing. You see a hand shoot out of the wreckage with a thumbs up from Rustad. <laughs> Terminator style. <laughs> Love it. And that that does uh, kind of get us through this um, this scene. You exiled and you created a hookup. So you did both. Um, I'm going to get rid of this guy, the poltergeist. Uh, you do have aqua lung collars. But as you uh, are now making your way even further through, excuse me, further through, uh, out of the core and towards, you're trying to get towards the outside of the rig, back to the outside of the rig where the um, the seawall might be to get that powered back up. Uh, as Pete was saying, that is the main goal here is to get the, the seawall um, rebooted. Uh, you come into the seawall chamber. And let me see, I will share that flip and share that. Uh, you come into the T-wall, the Taiwu seawall chamber, some W's in there, uh, the lowest level. So you've made your way from the core and, and you're going down further and you could feel the pressure uh, start to kind of uh, push in on you, kind of um, almost feeling like you have uh, earmuffs on, like you can't hear a whole lot, but it is pushing in on you as you get deeper and deeper into the rig itself. Um, the lowest level spins a massive hydrostatic force field generator built to manipulate ocean currents. It is now the crumbling rig's last defense against the sea. Retasked janitor bots scramble to boost its power and keep it turning. Um, and our goals here are to salvage a prize from the jaws of a, a scarred sea creature or to reboot Taiwu and its seawall via a submerged console. And that's what Pete was kind of leaning you towards was um, was the reboot of the seawall. Uh, that was his his main goal coming in here. Um, but as as you come in here, you do see this. There are a couple platforms. You do see a main kind of uh, spinning reactor, um, a force field generator going. It's not going full speed. Uh, there are some bots kind of in uh, random places, uh, seemingly like rewelding some uh, some leaks um, and kind of cleaning up and and making sure things are are. You know, it's it's duct tape at this point, trying to keep stuff together. Um, uh, so it is your job to uh, reboot the seawall via a submerged console. On on the way down to wherever we're going, I want to turn to Pete. It, it doesn't really seem like this was that difficult of a task. Why? Uh, <laughs> why have you not completed it? What? I mean, this will all be mean? logged in our report. I mean, you saw the poltergeist. It was, it was hard to get down here. And I ate it. I literally ate <laughs> the poltergeist. <laughs> our, yeah, yeah. I mean, put it in your report. I'll put it in my report, too. That I ate a poltergeist? I mean... That you ate literal poltergeists. But I guess I did, too. I ate the popcorn. <laughs> you got I eat poltergeist for breakfast. <laughs> well, anyway, I—I I mean, this—if you haven't noticed, we're 
kind of a big resource that has been spent on a task that seems really beneath our pay grade. <laughs> well, I guess since you know you got me here, you guys can leave. I'll take care of it. Well, or we now can, that we're we, here, we will just do it because you clearly cannot. Well, you're going to need my word and recommendation at the end of this, right? I'm, I'm, I'll be the final sign-off here at, at a job well done. I think getting it powered back up and operational will be the final sign-off. Stott would like to, to pat Pete on the shoulder and say, <laughs> you have value. <laughs> you are valuable. You're a valuable member of this team. Yes, thank you. That's why they sent me. Thank you. And thank you again for the popcorn. I didn't say it earlier, but... Either way, we're here. Let's just get this job done. I wanna, Let's just get it done. I'm going to try one of my moves here. Um, okay. First one for the squad leader move. Um, so I'm going to try and devise a creative plan here. I'm going to explain it to you and um, give an ally here a plus one to their next roll if they stick to the plan. Um, but if we're trying to reboot this seawall, and I feel like it's like this big rotating kind of force field type deal, I think Vishdat should use his spikes and place them strategically to help force gravitational pull in appropriate Ooh. directions to help spin this force field all the way back up uh, so nice. that it's running smoothly. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what I, th I think might be the best to get this seawall back up and running is to get it moving in, in, okay. in one direction as fast as possible there. Uh, I, I like that. I think that'll be that'll be one half of the task that needs to be here to reboot it. There is a submerged console that needs to be uh, played with, and I think that plays well with the uh, the idea that the power is not up to full speed. So you need a little bit of help, and this gravitational pull with your spikes will help spin that around and keep that the the sea from swelling in. But also the reboot of the console needs to take place as well. Vistat pulls out his spikes and he looks at the spots where they need to go and he says, I can't, I can't throw these that far. And he kind of looks at Arctura and Riven and then he offers them to you. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so is the, is the plan here to have Riven kind of place these spikes uh, where they should go? Uh, I, I think that might help. Um, I'm not too familiar with how your spikes work, but I'll go I'll go along with that if you want me to carry them off. How many spikes the point, are you over? Or how many the pointy end goes in. <laughs> okay. Um how many uh, uh, is uh Vistot handing over to Arturis? Like how many is this? Like uh one? he hands you one and then another, and then he just like until you collapse under them. But then he takes back all but two. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I think the plan here is I'm going to send out um, Riven to try to place the spikes where they need to go. Okay. Uh, debating if this is maybe, again, another um, realize to kind of figure out kind of where the best spots are to place them. Probably. Okay. Yeah, give um, me yeah, give me a realize roll, which is either bright or calm. Uh, because uh, this, is, this was exactly how uh, Rain Petal had to kind of plan this, right? I, I get a plus one, and it looks like it's already there, right? Oh, actually, let's see. 
It might be the one from your stats. So you might yeah. have to add another. Your tower gives you an additional stat, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. We all have an extra stat from our super moves. Okay. So I'm going to add an additional one uh, from Rain Petal's uh, plan, right? The power. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so here's my roll. Ooh, that's a pretty big number. I got a 14. <laughs> nice. Dude. Slow down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you. Uh, that's a critical success. So that means, yeah. Tell me, tell me what you. What are you doing? Yeah. So I think um, again, uh, being a pilot uh, and just in general working with her ship and the like, different robotic kind of stuff, as she knows. I think Artura knows where to put it. And so Artura will set out Riven to place them exactly, kind of uh, like polar opposite to each other to kind of maximize the spin and like okay. to push these uh, magnetic poles. And nice. uh, yeah, and with the fourteen, I, I know exactly where to put them just to get them. To spin correctly arctura holy moly uh yeah you're kind of sitting here mapping out riven uh flying around and placing these now is riven driving them in or is that something uh the stat has to do or do they just need to be placed like they don't have to be driven into anything i think for uh permit more permanence let's just i think we should put them in so that way they're kind of firmly lodged into something yep. i want to poke another hole is what i'm worried about but okay otherwise um yeah maybe non-hull positions and something else yeah all right yeah you're you, with that critical success you're able to find the spots but it does take time for you to kind of like point them out to ribbon and get them going while you're doing that uh some bubbles start to come out of the water um below these platforms that you're standing on and you see these uh these pirates start to come up and pull themselves out of the water and these are i'll share that the ulanga armada pirates an international scourge based out of the South River nations. They loot any vessel selling the spoils in the restless zones. Captain Benu Mansur is paranoid, having killed his her predecessor in a mutiny. Her coursers are eager for battle. They favor harpoons, firebombs, and leaving no survivors. And they are coming up, and they do have like a handful of things that they are setting out on the top, and they're getting up and out like they were on some sort of scavenger mission. They do have harpoon uh, guns strapped to their back, and they they immediately see they see all of you, and they see Riven flying around. Oh, uh, anybody want to have any reaction to seeing <laughs> them? Uh, Pete goes Im instantly invisible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um anybody want to uh do anything before yeah is there like <clears throat> um so where we're standing I, I kind of imagine we're on like a platform that is suspended above stuff is that correct yeah and they're there it's like a foot or so above uh the pool of water yeah that fills this chamber that the the gravitational what gravitational pull there is is keeping that water down and and below like you know i don't know i don't know physics it's just <laughs> happening um and they are coming up out of that with with uh, a couple uh spoils and is it like a circle around us um there's the one main platform that you're on that enters into the center and then there are jetting off other platforms so i want other other alleys or or uh, hallways i want to use one of my moves and it okay. is um cold iron so you've i'll share it with everybody yeah sure uh you've gained supernatural powers from exposure to atma when you focus on your heartbeat uh you can conjure icy spikes from your hide or from a nearby m metallic object 
Now, it doesn't say how big or how small, so I'm just going to assume that I can just kind of surround us with these spikes. Um, okay. Almost to prevent entry onto our platform from the okay. pirates. So that's a plus calm. Okay. Yeah, I'll make... Ooh. Let me view that again. Hideous. <laughs> Ooh. Belly. Belly Didn't Yaga, you want that... this? Didn't you want this to happen? <laughs> Why would you do that? Damn, um, something uh, gets stuck or something. <laughs> I didn't want this. Uh, uh, <laughs> so something would get stuck at the beginning of the game. So you said that do these do these spikes leave your body? Is that what you're trying to do and create like a almost an ice jail? Or a war? I don't think it leaves me. I, I think I can just use the magic that I have okay. to just make them sit, come out of any. It's almost gotcha. like I, I'm like freezing water up okay. into into spike form. Yeah, you see like little strings of water uh, start to uh, spin out of the pool around you and form these spikes, and and it's not like they come out of you more than they they form onto you. Uh, but some of these spikes are so big that it's <laughs> like weighing thing. down one of your shoulders and you're having a hard time like getting up and and fully up on that one hand uh, and you're just constantly weighing down on that one side like you're totally lopsided. Uh, and you will take one harm there. I'll spend a token to give you one harm there since you did fail. Great. Uh, but you do have enough uh, spikes around you that are creating a presence uh in, in almost a, uh, a shielding fashion around everybody else. These, um, these pirates come out and they say, oh, you best let us be leaving. Don't need no more of that magic stuff. And they, got their, they have their arms full of like little trinkets and treasures. Bustat looks at Ray Piddle and says, uh, what's your call, boss? Pirates don't leave here alive. <laughs> and at that, I'm going to fire off with my rifle and try okay. and pick off right. pick off one of the the pirates there. All right. So. There are th there are three total that are are there. There's one kind of in the in the lead he, and it's the one in the picture with the the main helmet and then there are two uh flanking that one that have, you know, smaller respirators um at their chest. Um I'm going to go for one of the smaller guys. Okay. Or not not the leader. Okay. Or to leave those guys for last. He needs to understand what his people have done. <laughs> um, so I, this is probably just going to be a regular barrage roll. Okay. So that is calm. Yeah, shoot shoot a distant foe is either calm or sly. He has seven plus to harm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why even bother, guys? Um, um, <laughs> and this also brings into play my super move, um, which is Vanguard. Um, I will share that up there. Uh, my squad is a well-oiled machine. When myself or an ally attacks and rolls an 8+, plus, it is a critical hit. Um, oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter because I already critical hit. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but... Um, well, now so it's yeah, a critical hit. This yeah. Thing. So... Uh, yeah, basically, I'm I'm not shooting to wound. Um, these, <laughs> these are kill shots, so okay. uh, I I am trying to put these pirates down. Um, Rainpedal is usually very 
very calm. It's actually one of her, her big stats is that she's usually pretty calm and collected. The sight of pirates seems to have incensed her almost. Um, they're they're kind of what caused the downfall of the Taiwu rig, um, which she called home for so long. Um, so pirates being here at the same time she is, is, as far as she's concerned, bad news for the pirates. Okay. Um, so when it says plus one harm, is that an extra piece of damage onto the, uh, yep. So the critical would be two harm and it's up to you if that can, can chain to two guys or if it just overkills somebody. Okay. Um, it does travel past that, that main pirate there and, and it totally blows off, um, the lower half of the other pirate and, and one chunk falls into the water. Uh, traveling down, you see kind of uh, a red kind of puddle start to form in the main sea there, and the other half is still on the platform, but he is he is dropped um, uh, with that move. <laughs> um, so there's still a pirate left. Yeah, there's still two. There is there's one more uh, on the wing of the main, and then the main pirate, and the main pirate at that point is going to pull up the spear and fire a spear gun at you and I'll and at you uh, rain pedal and I'll spend a point there uh, I believe that's that's all I have to do I don't have to roll anything I just spend a point and you you'll take one harm uh, and then I will let someone else act if they would like I think Fishstadt has uh, gotten the picture here of how to deal <laughs> with these pirates so uh, he would like to make this platform go into the water or at least the part the pirates are on. <laughs> All right. Um, you can outrun your past as a violent destroyer. You can't outrun. So it's time to embrace it. When you slam your fists on the ground, roll tough. On a 7+, plus, the resulting quake leaves a huge swath of terrain broken and altered. When you deny mercy, choose one or both. What does that mean to deny mercy? Uh, I would guess if I had somebody at my mercy, I don't. maybe that doesn't <laughs> okay. apply yet. Okay, um, uh, I'm I'm really hoping that the bloody pirate in the water is causing like some sharks or something to uh, accrue <laughs> here. Um, not that you can see yet, uh, <laughs> but blood's in the water, so uh, that is a success. And, uh, rain pedal, rain pedal. Does that trigger your thing? That does, because that's only a nine. So, but anything that's eight or above becomes a critical. Um, okay. So basically, as as rain pedal takes the harpoon, she's gonna say, you know you know, point out for Vistat to unleash the the terror, as it were, um, and say, bring them down! And um, Yeah, he just sinks both fists into the metal. Okay. And, yeah, just like, it almost creates, like, if you've ever seen that, the picture of that, that swaying bridge in, in the wind. Uh, yeah, you kind of create this huge wave coming, and it and it bucks at the right time the 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 pirate in front's able to like get down and kind of hang on but it the person behind him it bucks at the right time almost like they got pushed on a trampoline and he get he flies up into the air and he's actually like clinging on to uh, a piece of rigging up in the uh, in the ceiling um he can see riven up there like floating around but he is hanging on there um and that that pathway between you and them is now uh destroyed uh, starting to crumble and fall into the, uh, the the water that is below. The main platform that the the main pirate is on is still there, but he is disconnected from all of you. 
And I'll say the uh, the pirate that got shot up in the air takes one harm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Belyaga, I think we're um, Arctura. Anything you want to do as... I think Riven's got two two of those uh, spears in place. Okay. Um, and you say you said the the uh, the non Captain Pirate is still alive. Like two people are, are alive, presumably. Yeah, yeah. One is up and just kind of like dangling for his life up in the top rigging of the uh, of kind of the the pieces that are coming up and building the ceiling of this room. And then and the one the main pirate captain is like kneeled and kind of hanging on through that earthquake that was going through the uh, platform that they were standing on. I'm thinking still. Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, while you're you're thinking, Bel Beliaga, you wanna you wanna do anything? Yeah, I'm gonna fire my cannon. At okay. <laughs> the one yes. up top. <laughs> okay. The dude in the rigging. Uh, yeah. So I have two shots with this, okay. but I'm gonna roll this plus tough <clears throat> critical hit. You and your crits, man. Now <laughs> it's coming back around. Okay. Um. So yeah, narrate that. What's that look like? Oh yeah, and I I, <laughs> I I imagine it just hits him like center mass, and there's not like it, it almost vaporizes him to an extent, but more like turns him into like little tiny ice crystals. What they do to the T one thousand in why is everything a Terminator reference? It's tonight? a Terminator reference, uh, and it just like into like little tiny ice chunks of of pirate. <laughs> There's yeah, so this cannon. Just... Uh... Go ahead. Do those uh, shells penetrate like hulls? Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> with a critical hit, I'm assuming yeah. that it it stops it. <laughs> I was gonna say with the critical hit, uh, that pirate bears the whole brunt of that cannonball that's coming out, um, and <laughs> takes it not having any any bits hit the uh the ceiling or the wall that is there that is rotating like every now and then you know you <laughs> see more of the uh like the physical um <laughs> powered form of the of the shell that is rotating and uh but you're able to like yeah pulverize that guy and he just kind of rains down and and sprinkles into the water chumming it even more and i would say as that happens multiple voices laugh out out of bell yaga <laughs> And it's just like this weird cacophony. Cacophony. Why can't I say that word tonight? Cacophony. Uh, cacophony of just like laughs come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, that pirate would be scared, but they're kind of in so many pieces. Um, Arctura. So is the it's the captain left? Is that captain's that left and getting up and, and reloading another spear into uh, their harpoon gun. Okay, so I, I know that um, the plan was to kill them all, and that's at least what Bane Pedal wanted to do, but uh, Artura's going to kind of put her hands up and walk towards the pirate captain and be, um, I guess, kind of, well, um, my power is called uh, No Words, so uh, here, I'll, I'll share. Yeah, let's see that card. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so my wingmate, uh, Kiernan, died in orbit, and you recognize his own grief, uh, your own grief and others. Um, and so I, I'll kind of walk towards this pirate and be like, you know, like, I know that we've, uh, you know, we've lost kind of people here, but um, maybe uh, we can kind of uh, come to a kind of accords or kind of a peace here. And then I'll nod in sympathy. So I'll kind of give like a little <laughs> nod. That's not a sympathetic nod. Uh, with the foe and try to calm the situation down. Okay. Um, um, calm, I believe. And I'm trying to go for the the second one where I'm kind of trying to bring the fight, kind of drain the fight okay. out. 
be like, hey, now I know I know you lost people, but like you know. Okay. okay so. Yeah, let's let's see that roll. Like, I have my fingers crossed for you, Robo. <laughs> Ooh, another That's crit. another critical success. Uh, a six and a five on those d6s. Um, yeah. He, this pi- main pirate, as you're, you're saying this, uh, there's almost a level of, of recognition in, in your voice pattern and the way you are saying this and, and calming this person. Uh, they begin to unscrew the uh, the respirator and take off their their helmet, and you do see it is is a woman, uh, kind of long flowing auburn hair. Um, you know, it, it's wet because they were underwater. But anyways, standing there. Um, all right, there's not much left I can do. At this, uh, Rain Petal wants to take a parting shot. <laughs> yeah, that was, was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> You've uh, dispatched my two of my best men. I can leave what I found as long as I can uh, live to fight another day. And uh, rain pedal. Yeah. Is that real life? Yeah. In character. All right. Yeah, I figured that might be because of how everyone else was, but I, I felt like I had to try. You know? So, uh, so if this is okay, um, so Vestat has a history of also trying to get over uh, his past violence and is, I guess, at least a little acquainted with Rain Petal and might have seen this coming. He would like to pull himself with one of his gravity spikes to kind of lurch into the way of the bullet. Oh, that's a sacrifice. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Rain pedal, you rolled a success, right? You rolled a, but it's a critical because, yeah. Okay, so um, the stat. What would that roll mean for you? What roll would you have to make? Uh, maybe a survive to see how bad it hurts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let let's roll that and we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll let the All we'll right. let the dice do then do the talking here. Uh, hasty or bright? Well, this is definitely not bright, so. <laughs> I'll do hasty. Jeez. <laughs> I can't buy a fail tonight. Um, <laughs> so you throw a spike and, and it almost looks like you're, you're throwing at this pirate captain. You're throwing the spike, but then as soon as it leaves your hand and hits in front of her, your body just kind of gets pulled gravitationally towards that spike as rain pedal draws up and hits. Um, you take one harm, and I'll say the the pirate captain takes one harm, and she's gonna say, "I thought I thought this was truce." She's gonna fire a harpoon at um, at a, 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 a rain pedal, and I'll spend a point there. Rain pedal takes a harm. All right, Vishnat doesn't feel bad about protecting this pirate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If, uh, yeah, if, if, uh, rain pedals wasn't a, a success, a critical success, it would have, you would have taken it all and we'd have a different outcome here, but you know, success on success. What do you do? Uh, and it, so who wants to act now? Um, the guess, pirate captain just did. Yeah. What's Bell Yaga doing, I guess. Cause we, we've all kind of been working on this pirate. Yeah. He's got his cannon up and loaded. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, uh, obliterated the one above. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no big deal. Actually, this is what I want to do if if I can go. Oh no! I'm going to use my basic move called "My Little Friends." 
<laughs> You've accumulated multiple souls, but sometimes they leak out when you possess small critters. Now, I know it says small critters, but I really want to try and possess a shark. Are you <laughs> going to deep blue sea this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Are you LL Cool J? Um, <laughs> the better question is the pirate. You're get a parrot. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Um, so roll tough on a seven plus. Some of your souls inhabit them until they die, stray, or you recall them. Okay, do a roll. Let's see what happens. It's gonna be the fail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Double uh, sixes, ladies and gentlemen. It's hot tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say because um, the chum was in the water. Uh, you did you, you do see a kind of a pickup in swirling entities down in the water and all of a sudden one comes kind of barreling out of the water and up it is it is a shark smaller uh not a full grown maybe uh you know adolescent shark uh we'll just say great white you know why not sure uh that does uh kind of come up and land and then go back in the water and um yeah you have possession of that what would you like to do uh, I'm gonna just drag the pirate into the water as a feast for the other sharks. Okay, so as it came up, it caught eye of the main pirate. Uh, living fresh flesh is better than chum, so it kind of twirls around and then comes back. Um, give me, uh, let's see, yeah, you gotta make a roll. I will use your stats on there. You can just use the rumble as you're gonna try to come up and and dispatch this last pirate. <laughs> Failure. Ooh, fail. Um, <laughs> as this pirate uh, fired off a harpoon at rain pedal, it sees the shark come up and it kind of catches it and, and is able to push it and get it Damn. out off of him. And you're now on the other side of that main platform, but it does um, it does it does not make contact. Uh, anybody else want to go before this uh, pirate gets another another action? You said we have some of these rebreathers. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, each of you have an aqualone collar. Can I just can Vishnat just pick one up and like hurl it at the pirate <laughs> and try to knock him into the water? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, I so, guess uh, probably barrage. Yeah, barrage. Too many crits. <laughs> All right, that's a seven. It's not that's an a success, eight. Uh, but not an eight to get the the critical. Um, you do you do just huck it. And it catches her, and she just kind of has to bear hug it. And it does knock her into the water, not causing any harm. Uh, but Or would that cause harm? And what does it say? On a seven? Uh, so, no. yeah, normally successes are one, crits are two. So Okay. So we'll say it does cause a harm, as is kind of the, the main, uh, the helmet piece of it kind of catches her in the face and bloodies her nose. And she falls into the water uh, back first. Um, that's her. Uh, anybody else want to do anything here before she gets? A I turn? really wanted, I really wanted it to rupture and alter her voice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot it has that. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, like helium. Um, <laughs> uh, rain petal or Arctura? I'll uh, say Riven now has all four of those. Uh, those set. Um, rain petal. Did you want to do anything or? Because I, I think that Arturo doesn't want to kill this person, so yeah. Um, 
rain petal feels like they're already dead now that they're in the shark infested waters <laughs> uh, that have been chummed up. So uh, yeah, we could we could jump back to uh, the possessed shark um, if if we want to try to have that be the finishing move there. I'd say go ahead uh, and make a roll, Bell Yaga, with the uh, the possessed shark. All right, a plus two can't really a lot of another. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Critical success. And and I yeah, imagine you're... once once it finishes eat like it brings it down there to the other shark friends that are down there. It's a whole shark colony, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it I'm gonna unpossess it and then just let them have the feast. <laughs> I don't it, need to be a part does... of that. <laughs> It does come in and grab her and punctures that that air pocket that is in the aqua lung, and cr- releasing some air out in there. And you do hear cries that are are very 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 high pitched. Uh, that would not be <laughs> almost, almost <laughs> um, And then yeah, you release it and just all the a couple other three other sharks come in and kind of clean up uh, what was the the left in, the leavens there. Um, and nice. so you've dispatched the pirates. And we're out of love. Pete, you can come out. Combat. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah Pete uh, reanimates. All right, who's going in the water, huh? You guys are good. So you said there's a console like way down submerged? Yeah, there's one down. Uh, uh, it's in the water. I don't know what we're going to do about those sharks now. Um, Is there but, a... Th- this room like controls water levels or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, water level... You can see on the on the other platform that is now disconnected from where you are is a a control panel, um, and then attached to it there is a uh, a bow a bow a auto sub. Hopefully, I'm saying that right for serious underwater work. Rig scientists used. Um, did I share this with you? I I think it there. We'll share it like this. Uh, the subs sport bubbly, childish AIs that love chasing fish and pretty lights. Sub is misleading. Uh, they can also assume a crab-like form for traversing the rig's towering hole. So that is there. Want a bedtime story <laughs> before it will help out? Uh, confused words like up, down, or yes or no. Uh, have access to a secret dry dock. So you do have this little sub there that, um, and this isn't like one you climb in. If you've seen, I watched The Abyss recently, and this is like the one that they send down, um, you know, that is remote controlled. Uh, that might help, but there is a a smaller control panel that maybe control water elevations. Uh, so uh, uh, Vishtat's looking down into the water and looking at Arctura and saying like, well, if we don't want to deal with the sharks, could we just like drop the water level and Arctura, you, you could just like jump down there with your, uh, you look like you're equipped for that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, if we can just get rid of the sharks, I, I believe uh, I could jump down. You're correct. Um, and so I guess is the plan to try to get to that panel across the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's disconnected from the platform you're on. There was a, a walkway and then the main platform. Yeah. I think the hard part right now is how to get over to that platform. That's what I'm trying to think of. Um, actually, uh, how complicated is that console? Could I, could I send a ribbon over just to kind of maybe interface with it and then kind of turn it's- the water down? Um, from where you're at, it's got a good number of buttons on there. It's not a simple up down. There are other uh, other interfaces on it that maybe make it difficult for a a bird to to have your bird do it. Okay. Uh, Rain pedal, are you familiar like with this part of the rig? Particularly, um, although I 
I feel a connection to this place, but I don't really know how it all works. Um, and because Vista, oh, oh good. Go I was going to say, I'll throw you across. It's probably a bad idea. I have two harm out of three at the moment. <laughs> um, so I, I'd rather not be thrown anywhere at the moment. Um, but talking like little pebbles of water, not pebbles, little droplets of water start to like float up out of the water and swirl around Rain Petal. Uh, very... Um, Reminiscent of like dancing lights from D and D, just like little, they kind of float around her, um, and she seems to be like controlling them with her fingers. Um, this place is familiar to me, but I I don't know how anything actually works here. Um, and then she'll she'll let the the, the droplets let uh, me fall back to the ground. Let me refer to the creator. Uh, I'm looking at rain petals and it says stores Atma energy. What could that translate to? What are some things that that might um, maybe like to? over, maybe like overload the console or something. Okay. Um, could it be any sort of like, I'm trying to think, could you use it like uh, iron man, like blasters and, and be able to propel yourself over there? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I I would think, I I would say you've probably built up enough of that while you are here and and kind of traveling through, and and kind of gaining some of the atma energy as you've come across it through the the rig, that you'd have enough for one kind of, and I'll I'll let you uh, put some flavor in here, one expelling of atma energy, uh, rain petal. Um, rain petal wouldn't like jump or like Iron Man blast. Um, but if it's a matter of getting over to the console, um, she would probably um, make like little Atma discs to just walk quickly across the water. Very like kind of running a water spider style where she just barely taps nice. uh, the top of the water and runs across the gap there. Yeah. So some of those drops that you've kind of pulled up and were uh, manifesting you've then put some yeah, like, admin energy into it. Yeah. Like flatten them out and, and give them just enough. Rain petals, a ghost. So she probably doesn't have a whole lot of physical form yeah. to begin with. Um, and I so think that's enough to like tiptoe across the water uh, and, and get over there toward, toward where the console is. Yeah. I like that. Um, you're able to tiptoe across and now you are over there in this, uh, the main platform with the console there. Uh, oh. Anybody else want to do anything before we, we can get a rain pedal in the platform? Yeah. So you see, there are some controls here uh, and, and being, I mean, you're the perfect one to send over there as you've been on the rig before you're, you're uh, familiar with the interface. You're able to get in and kind of start messing around and you do find the controls for the, uh, the water uh, level uh, to either release or fill. Um, so you are able to lower the water level if you'd like. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that then, as soon as that was the plan. Okay. Yeah, you start to you plug in the code. It starts to f fall down. Um, the um, the spin the spinning. Um, let me get back to the uh, the flavor of it. What was it called? The force field generator. It spins with kind of greater ease now that there's only friction on the outside of it. Um, 
but you can see there are some things below the waterline that uh, are more suitable to being underwater. That's why there is water in here at all times. But for a brief moment, you're able to get the water level down. And you could see, unfortunately, uh, some, some sea life down there kind of floundering around on the bottom of this as the water has released. But you peek over the edge, all of you can see it. You do see a smaller control panel down on the center of the, the main kind of... Uh, the force field generator, the shaft that goes down, you do see a little, uh, another little console down there. And I'm going to say it's probably, you know, 75 feet down there. So quite a ways. Cool. Okay. So I, I think, uh, as the panel that we're trying to get to now is, uh, open, right. It's exposed. Uh, yeah. Arturo will kind of come up to the ledge and then look at Riven and go like, I guess we're up. Um, and so I have an ability called Grab Shoot. Let me there share that. Go. I was looking at that one. You are equipped for emergency airdrops and landings. When you fall from from height, choose one. Your landing is gentle and silent. You release a kinetic shockwave. Very nice. Yep. All and right. so uh, I'll fire off that uh, Grab Shoot harness. Um, and just for flavor, I know it doesn't say on there. I'm going to say that uh, Riven actually attaches to like a, a port on the back of my suit. And kind of like my the, her, the Riven's wings kind of open on my wings to help yeah. kind of glide me a little bit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this, this helmet kind of uh, covers my face, and I do this little free fall dive straight to the, the panel. And then right when it looks like um, I need to stop, like the grab harness will shoot out and kind of stop me, and I'll swing over, uh, and I'll just kind of gently hit okay. that. No, if that has a roll. The, the ability doesn't sh say it has a roll, but let me know if you want me to do something to test. Um, no, I think you just do it, and I can spend stuff to have you land off course. But I'd like... I like the flavor that's going on here. I like the 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 spoiler that is riven on your back, yeah. kind of keeping you uh, uh, falling in a good direction. Uh, yeah, and you're able to do that superhero land right uh, at the bottom, okay. and you see that uh, the console right in front of you. And then uh, I think Arturo then realized that she has no clue how to reboot this. <laughs> uh, th this one is a lot more like a basic as it is, you know most likely people are either in some kind of scuba gear while they're down there doing it, or they're doing it quickly because they have drained the water. Uh, it's pretty, pretty basic. Uh, yeah. You just, it's just basically an on off switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just that one button you're able to uh, hit it if you'd like. Okay. Um, just, just for another for flavor, just cause I want to use every, uh, all my powers. Um, I am going to use this card called planning ahead as well. Heck yeah. And so this power is, um, you're never surprised. And so you can reveal your contingency plan by rolling a bright and then something kind of happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just want to do it kind of for fun and see if I can kind of come up with a contingency plan because I forgot. Yeah. I don't know how this panel works. So, okay. <laughs> so I'll roll a, a bright roll, right? Yeah, yeah, bright. And then you're looking for a seven plus. That's a 12. <laughs> yeah, that's a 12. <laughs> Uh, no big deal. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so some of the things that you can choose, you can, uh, an item you stashed here beforehand, uh, an innocent but useful souvenir you purchased, a book you downloaded to your data pad, how the weather is about to dramatically change. Is there something okay. you want to uh, narrate while you're down there? Sure. So, okay. Um, I think what's going to happen is um, there's going to be a little small port that maybe looks like a tool or like a key you have to put in there. Um, but I obviously don't have this key. Um, but if you flash back to when we were in the main core, I had grabbed one of those uh, ears of corn that were possessed earlier, and it, this whole seems like it's a 
it's just big enough that I can like, jab like something in it. And so I'm going to just push that coin in and then all of a sudden the system's going to like boot up and electricity's <laughs> going to come out of it and you'll see, you know, like the wires start uh, turning on and the, the system will turn on. Yeah, Vishap will start his uh, gravity spin up top. <laughs> okay, perfect. perfect. Yeah, so as you're you're putting the ear of corn in the keyhole uh, and and flipping that switch up, and Vistat is is getting his gravitational pull going. It's all working together at the same time, and that shield begins to spin, and it almost turns into a blur. Now you can't see through it and see the ocean beyond, as it is moving at a speed that is is fast enough that it is blurring and. Uh, seems to be working um yeah you got it man cool and then i'll use the my harness to kind of pull myself up and okay. rejoin the party at the yeah time. where does he get all these wonderful toys i can't remember the exact words from the joker in the batman movie but that's what i'm thinking here um yeah so you're able to kind of uh repel reverse repel i don't know what that's called in the climbing world but you yeah you get back up on the main platform now climbing. with um <laughs> climbing <laughs> <laughs> hey sometimes the easiest answer is the right answer you get to that main platform with rain pedal um rain pedal are you gonna let water back in uh yeah okay if i can save the sea life down there i would yeah. i would prefer to do so they're not yeah definitely room. uh yeah you you let the water back in um and uh pete comes out kind of hands on his hips just like looking around marveling at the uh situation here well Intersect's going to be happy about this one, guys. And it will be nice noted job. that you did nothing. Well, I mean, it's my word against yours. That's uh, ours against yours. Mm. All right, all right. Can you just say I did a little something? Like, give me just a little bit of help here. I will say that you hid during right. the battle hey, with hey, the pirates. No. Nobody, they already don't like me. Right, that's why they send me out here. Just give me a little bit, and give me a little bit of grace with the the rest of the squad here. Uh, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. My face is like is unchanging. <laughs> it's a snarl. I feel like I'm bit. loyal to to who we work for, and you know. I... <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's he's kind of hands on his hips. Well, uh. Arturo, you got the you got the ship out of here, right? I guess uh, I can hop a ride with you, and we can. Uh, now that this is back up and running, we'll get some uh, more intersect agents out here. And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I I pull the the dossier for the mission back out, and I flip through all of the pages. <laughs> oh no! It doesn't say anything about extracting you. Oh, <laughs> Stop hands him some more corn. Yeah, you see his face go pale and and just blank, and he holds out his hand and he's just like eating the corn. That yeah, it says assist embedded agents with retaking the rig. Doesn't say anything about you becoming an unembedded agent. Um, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Stott, do you want to maybe make some more corn so I can uh, sustain myself? I'll stay here until more agents show up, and I'll tell them how heroic I was. That's fine. That'll work. All is well. It's fine. Shot <laughs> just gets super distracted and excited about the idea of doing more crop planting. <laughs> He's like, yes, I get to do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine uh, this conversation is kind of taking place as we're walking out from the seawall chamber back up into the core, through the living quarters, 
uh, and now you're back on that the main deck and uh, the Falcon, I think was uh, the mm -hmm. name is there. Um, Pete stays at the uh, the entrance to the living quarters and he kind of waves you off as you guys enter your uh, the Falcon and take off. Goodbye, useless Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's it, guys. You did it. And look at that, right on the two-hour mark. Not lying with the two-hour mark. Real. Yeah, cool? go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, any kind of uh, caps that you want to the story, uh, so, feel free. Uh, as the Falcon's taking off, um, I want the camera, like this movie, like the camera's going to pan to the uh, cabinet slash pantry, and you're going to see a, a can of corn. And it's gonna start floating slightly and has the same <laughs> like a uh, aura that was on the horn. Yeah. And you're just gonna see the can float and then it's just gonna be like a to be continued. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, they, they're on your vessel. Uh, yeah. I feel like I while that's happening, I'm over there like typing the report with like yeah. one claw per paw. Yeah. Do you have he... any air glasses? Do you like little... He was the worst. Um. <laughs> Every other sentence is just something, something useless, Pete. <laughs> He's referred to as, for, hereby referred to as useless Pete, so I'll use his full name at the start. <laughs> um, rain pedal, uh, any any capper there? Uh, I'll look at Arctura and say, I definitely appreciate what you did for the Wraith and what you were trying to do for that pirate. It cool. doesn't go unnoticed. Sorry that I used your good intentions as a distraction. <laughs> and then I guess Arturo will say, like, you know, that pirate made his, uh, made her choice, so uh, there's no fault in, in what happened. So, And I think the Stotz epilogue yeah. is a, a new, like, his own little shelf store brand of, uh, of uh, what was it? Poltercorn. Poltercorn. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and you guys, you you kind of you fly off of the rig and take off. You do see some skirmishes around. Um, you, you can't stop all the pirates, but the uh, the main reactors up and running, kind of creating some safety down in the bottom of the um, the Taiwu rig. For now, intersect agents are coming in now that they know it's been kind of secured, and that concludes our story of Atma Taiwu rig an intersect raid uh for tonight right on the two hour mark um uh again matthew thank you for uh uh dropping this in our laps and having getting us a chance to play this this was super cool super awesome and interactive with the uh the tabletop player here and the cards are, are beautiful uh the flavor text is perfect for um a dm just stepping into the system like i i literally did zero prep here and was able to kind of piece together something. So I, I was happy with the outcome of the story that we all told here with, uh, with these cards in this game. So thank you, Matthew. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, yeah, I would say be sure to check out the Kickstarter. They are accepting late pledges. Um, if you want to mess around with the actual what we were using on stream, you can go to atma.maramorph.com and you'll be able to uh, jump right in, which I'm going to mess around with the whole collection and see what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, fun. if you, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, Jason, um, Robo, you guys want to say anything? Uh, last words? Um, no, just that uh, it was really fun. Um, I love these kind of uh, role play games, and yeah, I, I like the card system. It makes it easy to have things to play off of, and that's that's the sometimes the hardest part about kind of coming up with things. That I like that each card kind of has like something yeah. that you can work on, or an item, or like just a way to go. 
So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will also say that from a business standpoint, this is genius. Um, the character card, like the, the fact uh, how modular this is uh, as it's cardable, you know, it's like, oh, the what's the, the first, I guess, season or act here? I can't remember what it's referred to as in the Kickstarter. Um, yeah, I think hopefully this will all be season one if it does season well one. You know, the fact that nice you could one. just easily, you know, put out another 20 characters, a whole <laughs> other set of scenes, like as something else to purchase. And, yeah. you know, th there's obviously hours upon hours of stuff to play with what is already mm -hmm. here. Um, yeah. yeah, like you've already built yourself such a good, like just modular system that like all you got to do is write, like do the writing yeah. and, you know, Oh, here's a new character. Here's the kind of moves they should have. Like, I, this is just yeah, yeah this is so well put together. I I really really enjoy this and and the fact that yeah, I've never played this before or any of the games that inspired it. You said it was kind of inspired by like Dungeon World or Powered by the Apocalypse style games. Um, I've never played any of those before. Um, not only do I want to play more Atma, but now I definitely want to go give those games a try uh, and see how they kind of play too. This was yeah, this is great. Uh, I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to to owning this um, <laughs> and getting more people playing. Um, I think this For is sure. slot in with Featherfall, one shot nights like yeah, we can make this happen. Like, I agree. Pretty regular. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, everything uh, Jason just said is <laughs> great stuff. Uh, super fun to play. Happy we got this opportunity. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. What else to say? We are going to do a quick raid, so we We're are going to go over to Hitchhiker, um, which is in our right. uh, Yeah, so games. before before we raid, just uh, last goodbyes. Thank you for hanging out, everybody in chat. Thank you, uh, Matthew, for bringing this again at uh, Merimorph Games. You can check them out. Check out their Kickstarter. If you watch this or you listen to this on podcast, go back to the YouTube video. Uh, check it out so you can see the cards and the artwork in action. Um, I think that's kind of like the uh you know that's the seal right uh i want to get my hand on hand on these cards um so again uh matthew and merimorph games thank you for the sponsored playthrough uh, i said it that time i didn't forget it thank you for the sponsored playthrough of atma um we had a great time we are going to uh raid uh yeah. a friend of the channel so uh, tell him featherfall sent you uh and everybody have a good night <laughs>